Hello, this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 44 of Gaming with Grief. I'm calling this one Outward Bound. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Uh, this podcast will hit Monday morning at 7 a.m. Uh, at www.gamingwithgrief. So go there, leave a comment below the video, or like I mentioned earlier, drop me an email. Uh, I'll read it on the show. If not, cool. Uh, just let me know if you like the show. I'm on SoundCloud uh, as well, and this will hit probably Sunday night on SoundCloud. So yeah, anyway, uh, on to the show. So uh, this episode I'm calling it Outward Bound because I played a game that came out uh, two years ago called Outward. Actually, like a year and a half ago. Uh, the game's called Outward. It's done by an independent studio named Nine Dot Studios. Uh, Deep Silver's name is on it, so I imagine they published it. Uh, I got it on PS4 a while ago, but I have a massive TV, and I believe they optimized the game for uh, the TV or maybe PC, because when I played it on the, my TV on my PS4, it uh, was blown up. Uh, it didn't, I mean, it's an independent developer. Apparently there's only 12 people at the studio. So, you know, it, it, graphically it's a third person action game, uh, but it is not Call of Duty. You know, it doesn't look, it doesn't have that high fidelity. I still think it looks pretty good. Uh, anyway, back to the PS4. Uh, I was playing it and it was kind of blown up. The menus that you used to select things with the controller were off the screen, like kind of centered off the screen. It was difficult to see what I selected. Uh, I didn't really like that. Um, I tried to go into the settings and optimize things, and it really just didn't work out. So uh, I wanted to play the game. It's kind of a survival game where you, it's kind of a high fantasy survival game. You start the game as just anybody. You can obviously, there's a character creator. Again, it's an independent developer, so the character creator is a little sparse. But you create a character, and immediately starts out with, you are not the chosen one, which I like in any kind of fantasy. You're just a person trying to make a living in the world. The game starts out, and uh, you have a blood debt, which basically means your family owed some money, and now you owe some money. And you owe $150 uh, or silver in the game in five days. And otherwise, the town will repossess your lighthouse, and it will be the town's lighthouse, uh, I, when I played it on the PS4, I failed. I didn't know how to make enough money in time. The deal is you can sooner or later get your lighthouse back. Just the moment that five days runs out, they charge you 300 silver. So if you had a hard time getting 150, you can imagine what a hard time I had trying to get 300. So again, I was kind of unpleased with the way it looked on my TV and I like the controls. There is a lot of uh, elements of survival. Again, it's a third-person action game. Uh, you basically start the game with your pockets, uh, some tattered clothes, and that's it. But you can go out in the world and go to the vendors, uh, sell things you find in the world. You get to fight things. It's kind of a low-key action game. The combat isn't the most thrilling thing, but I like it. Uh, you can sell weapons and stuff you find, get money get better backpacks that use weight capacity. So, uh, you know, you'll get a backpack in the beginning, I think, that holds uh, 25 pounds. And you think, wow, that's a lot. But you start getting stuff pretty quickly that exceeds that. 
And then you'll find a different backpack that'll hold 50 pounds. And you're like, man, I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to need anything else. And then you suddenly are looting things, you're finding things, and you're running out of space. What's really cool is you can equip some things, which takes weight off you. And also your clothes, you put things in the pockets of your clothes, which is kind of neat. Um, I crafted some kind of makeshift leather kind of uh, duster that basically gave me five pounds to my storage capacity, which is kind of nice. They usually are at about 10. And then you, so you can kind of move things back and forth. You do become uh, over encumbered. So if you find that annoying at games, you are not going to like this game at all. I liked it. There's something about it where the land is unique enough. Even like I said, it's an independent developer. They don't have a big bandwidth, but I think they do a lot uh, with what they have. There's these cool things. You can explore ruins. Um, you find, you know, old chests. Um, what's really cool is I actually got attacked on the road by bandits. Um, I couldn't uh, fight my way out. They killed me. So instead of the game just ending and you loading again, the game continues. There's no technically any game over thing. Because what happens is, like with the case of the bandits, I got knocked out and then a text screen appears. Well, first off, the loading screen appears, which you see all the time, but I thought this was a nice little trick. When the loading screen appears and you've been knocked out, the loading screen is cracked and damaged, and that's pretty cool. Uh, And then the game loads back in, and it gives you uh, some key art, like of a dungeon or something, and it'll give you text and say, uh, you know, the bandits, uh, you're unconscious. You wake up in a caravan with other prisoners destined to the bandit camp. Uh, and they'll name the bandit camp. There's several bandit camps around. I think um, I think the bandit camp I was taken to the most was called Mount Calm, which really doesn't make me feel calm when they keep beating me over the head and dragging me back to their camp. I will say, uh, I <laughs> I was exploring the camp, and there's several chests around there. Um, you obviously they take your stuff, but you can find it. Uh, I would find my stuff, and I was trying to loot this camp, and I got killed several times because there's obviously bandits in the camp. They did not like what I was doing. Uh, the screen would do what I said before. You'd see key art. You'd see a load screen. It was cracked. Then you'd see key art. The description would be a little bit different. You know, they throw they throw you in a room or something. But what I thought was really funny was like after the third time of me trying to explore this place and being booted out, uh, they just throw you in. A <laughs> out of the camp like into the field in front of the camp with all your crap and they're just like get out of here it's really great it made me kind of chuckle a little bit uh there is a couple of weird things about the game uh i this time playing it on pc i got it for like 11 dollars uh it obviously i have a pretty powerful pc it obviously looks beautiful it isn't that much strain on the pc to run it that well you can use a controller uh, so it's pretty comfortable to play. Uh, you can actually do split screen in the game, which is cool. So you can play with another explorer. Um, and one thing I did find was kind of weird, though, was you have to cook in the game and craft uh, uh, campfire kits. And you'll put the wood on the ground, use flint and steel, light the uh, you know light the fire. Then you have a cooking pot. You can have recipes. You know you can make armor. I think later I can make weapons. I haven't really found any recipes for those. Uh, or if they have, they're very expensive. Long story short, I was able to pay off my lighthouse this time in the right amount of debt. And uh, so it's basically a base of operations. You can go there. Yeah, I can't believe I just said base of operations. I've still been playing The Division a lot. 
but uh, it's basically your home base. You can dump stuff there. You have a stash. Uh, you have a kitchen, so you can cook things without using uh, materials out in the world. Uh, you can sleep. You have a bed there. And I think later on, there's like some alchemy station. It looks like there's like these crystal skulls on a table. So I imagine that there's some kind of alchemy table or whatever that you could do, which I think is pretty, pretty cool. Um, one thing I did, like I said, one thing I think was kind of weird was I was eating something because it'll tell you when you're thirsty or um, hungry, which you have a water skin you can that you can replenish with fresh water, or you can make your own fresh water, or you can cook stuff if you're hungry. Um, bandages, if you get wounded, will regenerate your health. Uh, there's certain foods that will regenerate your stamina. Uh, the bigger pack you have in the back will reduce the amount of stamina that you have, so that's kind of a bummer. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, so <laughs> I accidentally read the description of something wrong. Uh, in my inventory and it looks like a berry that I could eat. Well, this berry that I ate was poisonous. Okay, so I'm poisoned, but I'm in the lighthouse, my lighthouse. I own it. Nobody else has owned it. I'm just walking around the lighthouse. Long story short, uh, I died in the lighthouse. Well, I'm sorry, you don't die. Like I said, there's no game over. So I passed out in my house, <laughs> in my house. Uh, again, the load screen comes on. It's cracked. Uh, again, there's a text thing and I think it's going to say, Hey, uh, you know, somebody got you back. They put some water in your mouth, got you back to hell. You're good to go. Go for it, bro. No, no, no. What they do is they drag you to the local inn, uh, which death is harsh in this game. So they drag you to the local inn, get you back to health. That's what the description panel said. And then they take all the money you have on you. Right. So you can put money in your stash and they won't take that. But I took all my money and put it on my persons because I'm going to go out traveling and I wanted to buy stuff. So I lost about uh, 20 silver on that. Yeah. Cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Death sucks in this game. Don't die in this game. Uh, I would like to try with another person. Uh, there is a way to learn magic apparently in the game. Uh, you have to give up some of your stamina. Uh, and then I think you can cast spells. I'm getting a lot of for alchemy recipes, which I want to learn because I want to create potions because you can have healing potions and stuff like that that aren't as slow as eating or using bandages or stuff like that. I want to explore that more. I have just enough money for that, I think, now. Um, there is, when you look at a map, <clears throat> there is no uh, indicator where you are in the map. It just shows... Uh, basically where all the towns are. It's like unrolling a map, and you have to figure out, okay, if I go west this way, then I'll end up here. And there's road signs. If there's a fork in the road, it'll say, this way you go to the quarry, this way you'll go to a town. So you have to go left or right. The problem is, uh, I was in an area that I don't think was higher level than me, but I'm not a fighter. I'm a nomad. So uh, my armor wasn't high, and I was running away from some people. I got greedy to try to loot a chest, and these guys stabbed me in the back. Not fun. So luckily, uh, sometimes there'll be like a benevolent thing that'll happen in the load screen where it'll say somebody defends you, gets you back to health, they give you a potion, they say, they leave you a note, good luck, man, you know, I couldn't, uh, I can't stay with you, which I think is kind of cool. So it's not always cruel. You don't always pass out in your own house and they drag you to the hospital and charge you a bunch of money. Long story short, I think it's a good game. I got it for like 11 or $12 on Steam. Uh, it's on all the other platforms, but like I said, on PS4, I didn't have a good experience. Uh, apparently on Steam, they have like a Friends Play Steam Link uh, thing. It keeps coming up. I think it's called Steam Play, where if, like, say you are my friend on Steam... Uh, and you wanted to play, I can invite you to play the game. And I think you can do co-op split screen. So I, I might enlist uh, my wife 
or somebody to do that with me just to see what that's like next time, just to give you guys an impression uh, of what that is like. So, uh, yeah, I really I enjoy the game. There's something about it, even though I die by bandits. Um, I tried all this stuff. Um, I'm trying to get a better backpack now. It sucks. Long story short, uh, there is something kind of soothing about just... Uh, here's what it is. I just realized this the other day. This may seem like everybody has a thing when they game that they get excited about. You know, you're like, oh, I got a new gun. I mean, I'm playing The Division. Lots of new guns. I got a gun called The Baker's Dozen. That's pretty cool. But let me save The Division talk for a little bit. Long story short, there's a lot of stuff I get excited about in games, whether it be a new mechanic, a story beat, something like that. I think I do like the idea in games of your character having a backpack and just hitching a ride and going down the trail. I don't have to fight people. I just fight animals and stuff when they attack me, and I have killed a couple bandits uh, when it's advantageous. I'm uh, kind of a vulture when it comes to a fighting. If I see three or four people in a fight, which happens in this game, you'll see bandits fight each other and they'll fight animals. Um, what I do is kind of hang back, target them, because you can target people in this, see where their health's at, see who's low, go in there for the killing blow, bam, got myself a bandit. Then you can loot them, sell that stuff back in town. That's really how I make most of my money. But I am really uh, kind of just like a total, uh, you know, just a total nomad. Because I'm on the road, I'm carrying everything pretty much I own on me, except everything I left at the lighthouse. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And there is a travel system, so technically you fast travel, but it's not as travel. You basically go to different segments of the map. So when you get to a new segment of the map, it'll say, hey, do you want to go here or here? You, you select where you want to go, and it'll say, hey, it's going to take this many travel rations, which is something that you can make pretty easily in the game with just a few basic materials. But some locations take multiple rations. So I think the, I had like 15 travel rations, and the last place I went to is like, okay, if you go here, it's going to take four travel rations, which I think is how you get around. But first I have to discover the city. Or at least discover, you know, the location. I want to travel around a little bit more. I've only been to like two or three places. Um, I don't know how to scroll through the maps and look at the map of where I've been before. So maybe I can just fast travel to that area and then run back to town. Um, I don't know if there's a way to return to town unless it's a magical item or something. I do like that they kind of uh, put a governor on how you do fast travel. Uh, it's kind of neat to explore. I mean, that's kind of what this game's about. Again, if you find all this stuff really fidgety, you know, the food and hunger meter that comes up every once in a while, you get cold, you get hot, you have to either use a lantern to warm yourself up, sit by a campfire, uh, you can take clothes off to cool yourself off. There's gear you can buy, like, that's made of fur that'll help in, like, the winter. Uh, seasons seem to go pretty quick. I'm on day 55, and I've only been playing for eight hours, so there's an in-game clock that's running as well. Uh, when you rest, they tell you there's a percentage that you can be ambushed, but you can guard against that, which is pretty cool. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a good game, and I definitely recommend it. Uh, and I think that'll end that segment so far. So that's what I've been doing and playing uh, this weekend. I also got to play Division 2 with some friends. Pretty cool. We got uh, another friend of mine. He started the World Tier system in D.C., so you get up to World Tier 5. That was pretty cool. I think I saw that he was on now right before I logged in. Uh, to do the podcast he was actually playing so I'll probably join him help him get a couple world tiers he's digging the specializations uh, he tried the sharpshooter but I was talking to him last night I said you know what? I can't make it work for me because 
it's definitely something you need uh, when you have a group because trying to be a sharpshooter by yourself sucks. The enemies in the Division 2 are pretty smart and they do flank you, so it's difficult to do that. He kind of agreed with me today. He said, yeah, you know what, you're right. Uh, I'll probably switch to something else, uh, which he's probably doing right now. Probably trying to get through those world tiers so you can get to world tier 5. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, yeah, so I'm going to try this thing, uh, this segment. It's called uh, Alternate Programming. Uh, it is probably somebody else is using that somewhere, so I might call it something else different. But Alternate Programming because this Friday, uh, Animal Crossing on the Nintendo Switch was released. And, uh, you know, it's expensive. It's 60 bucks, and I know everybody doesn't have $60. And... Uh, you may be looking for just a cheap alternative, or maybe Animal Crossing doesn't do it for you. I know me, I tried playing New Leaf on the 3DS, and you know what it was? It was the idea of people asking me to weed their lawn when I had my own lawn to weed, and it just kind of bothered me. So my alternate programming for Animal Crossing is uh, Stardew Valley. It's $14.99. It's on every platform. It's on Xbox, uh, PC. Uh, it's on um, the PlayStation Network. It's on the Switch. Uh, it's fourteen ninety nine, and you basically inherit a farm. And it's uh, it's very and what I played very similar to Animal Crossing, except you are just improving your farm, and people live in the surrounding towns. So like in Animal Crossing, uh, people would populate my town in New Leaf, and it sounds like reading reviews. That's a little bit what they do in the new Animal Crossing New Horizons. You're in charge of an island, and you make your island appealing, and more people come to your island. And that just sounds like anxiety fuel. I want you to stay off my island if I own an island, and I want to be left alone. Leave my island alone. This is my island. Don't ask me to weed. Don't ask me to cut stuff down. Um, anyway, Stardew Valley is uh, like that. There's managing. You can grow crops. You can fall in love with town members. You can upgrade your house. It's basically another endless gods Godstopper of a game, and it's only fourteen ninety nine. So if you like the town building sim slash house building sim, you want to have some romance options. You want to find, you know, the better you get parsnips in the beginning. Uh, there's potato seeds. You have to clear your farm. It's a mess when you get there. I played it for probably like an hour Friday night um, just to kind of reorientate myself with everything. Um, I dressed in overalls. It's got like a 16-bit art style. Yeah, just imagine an old SNES game, but you're basically tilling a farm, cleaning it up. I think part of me was just like, you know, I want to clean this. This place looks disgusting. So I was just cleaning the farm. And one of the missions, you can ignore him, but the mayor, you show up, and he's like, you know, why don't you... Start talking to people around town. They'd like to get to know you. Yeah, I did that. That was pretty pointless. Except you get to know some of the shops, and uh, I think they give you some stuff, which is nice. But I really just went to work cleaning my farm out because screw you guys. Uh, the other big game uh, for alternate programming that came out Friday is Doom Eternal, which was a sequel to 2016's Doom. Uh, it looks If you know anything about Doom, they redid it a few years ago. Very frantic. There's gory kills. The more damage you do, enemies start flashing a color. You run up, literally rip them apart. You get ammo, uh, health, things like that. Really frantic game. Really loved it. Uh, the Doom guy, the main character, is a man of few words that really, uh, the moment the story starts talking to you, you punch the monitor out of the way in the very beginning scene. So that's really refreshing to be like, you know, I don't really care about your story. Uh, there's a scene where someone tells you not to break something, and your guy just... Uh, well, he kicks it, basically. Um, yeah, that was pretty gratifying as well. Uh, so my alternate program for Dune Eternal is uh, play Doom 2016. It's 20 bucks. 
Uh, it's probably actually on sale. I know because of the coronavirus virus concerns, a lot of businesses are having major, major sales. So check that out. And uh, just uh, whatever store you want. I know it's on Xbox. It's even on the Switch. It's on PC. It's on PlayStation. I got it for 20 bucks. Uh, I think it came out like 2018. Or it came out in 2016, obviously. Uh, but I think it came out in like early year. And I got it like that January because it was on like a flash sale. So the next year. I got it in 2017. And it was $20. So I'm sure you can find it much cheaper. Uh, and yeah. So that's it, and uh, oh, I'm trying to think of what else. I can't. Uh, everybody be safe out there. I know there's a lot of states that are shut down. Uh, a lot of people are doing the shelter in place, so basically like a little mini quarantine. <laughs> I was I saw a friend of mine I hadn't seen for a while today. My wife and I went to the store. He just so happened to show up at the store, and we were talking, and he said, uh, he goes, we haven't seen you guys in a while. You should come over and hang out. We can all be quarantined together. It's not above five people. It's fine. We kind of laughed, but then we kind of cried a little bit because uh, we all knew that, you know, he's telling the truth. So be safe out there. Uh, read the CDC website. Wash your hands. Uh, try to stay as home as much as possible. Uh, we've just been going to the grocery store, so that's kind of all we've been doing. Uh, my friend and I were talking about it last night, and then another friend and I were talking about it today. Uh, you know, uh, traffic's gone down, so if you have to commute for your job and you're essential, you're probably noticing a big difference on the road. Uh, a lot of people are working from home, which is good. Um, I'm trying to think what else. You be healthy, be safe. Uh, make sure your relatives are safe and healthy, not just the old ones. Make sure everybody's safe and healthy. Call your parents if you have to. Make sure they're doing all right. Call your aunt and uncle. You know, call your brothers and sisters. Make sure everybody's doing fine. Even the cousins. I even called my cousins last weekend to see how they were doing. So, yeah, you know, call everybody uh, and make sure everybody's all right. Uh, see if you can help out. And, uh, you know, we're going to get through it, guys. So I think that's going to do it for this week. So, uh, yeah, uh, nothing big to report. Again, this will go up Monday morning at 7 a.m. at www.gamingwithgrief.com. So go there, leave a comment if you want. I'll read it over the show. If not, uh, I won't. Uh, and then also you can drop me a line at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Uh, and I think that's it, guys. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.